During this episode, Dr. Bob Booth, Chief Care Officer at TimelyMD, joins us to discuss the importance of addressing mental health issues in college students and how their virtual care platform works with universities to provide care. While together, Dr. Booth shares his journey of joining TimelyMD, as well as the company's mission to improve the well-being of college students by making virtual medical and mental health care accessible anytime, anywhere. Additionally, Dr. Booth emphasizes the need for a population health approach and empowering students to take ownership of their own wellness. We also explore the future of the learning environment and mental health, as well as the importance of mental and behavioral health in our communities across the nation. Join us for an insightful conversation at the intersection of healthcare and higher education. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Dr. Booth. A big, warm welcome to our podcast today. Hello, Mike. Well, given your extensive experience in clinical administration and your unique combination of medical, mental health, and higher education experiences, which has perfectly positioned you to lead the dynamic and innovative care team at Timely MD, I'm grateful for the important conversation we're about to have today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Pacelli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Bob, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Timely MD team are inspiring the digital transformation of campus health and the future of student care by building the leading virtual health and well-being solution for higher education with a mission to improve the well-being of college students by making virtual medical and mental health care accessible anytime, anywhere. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Fantastic question, Mike, and thanks for having me on the show. The best advice I've gotten for leading in this space and how to change the way we do healthcare is to do hard things. I actually got that bit of advice from a staff anesthesiologist when I was training in residency and it resonated. It passes the muster outside of healthcare because ultimately behind the idea is the direction that we should face. And I think that it's very easy with human beings left on drift for us to naturally gravitate and turn towards that which seems to be more convenient and more easy, yet the things worth doing, the the innovation, it's at the crossroads of doing hard things. And when you do hard things, two things happen. You change things. You solve hard problems. You innovate. You change the course of delivery for people, but you also change yourself. So it's a win-win And there really is no fail spot in that advice. So it's always resonated with me. It is not a say at one time and be done. It's more of a morning wake-up routine and maybe a midday lunch 
reminder and the day's almost over. Let's go. Let's finish. Let's push hard. Bob, I absolutely love it. You're setting us up for a heck of a conversation today. Cannot wait to really apply what you just mentioned about doing hard things with the company you guys are building at Timely MD. But I absolutely love it. Here's the reason why. A lot of people are afraid of failure. And from my perspective, and I know you're in the innovation game, being, you know, building Timely MD, you got to embrace failure. Failure is part of winning. Failure is part of success. And doing hard things, you're going to ultimately have failure within that journey. And that's okay. I'll be honest with you, Bob, some of the hardest things I've tried, I've failed and failed miserably, but that's where the education, that's where the learnings were in order to take that next step, get back up, do it again, and complete those hard things. And one thing I'll add to that, Bob, that I absolutely loved as well, is when you start doing these hard things and you're stretching yourself, man, the satisfaction on the back end of completing those hard things is just absolutely priceless. I completely agree. And I think that's just it, is you don't learn from drift. You don't challenge yourself. You don't know where you're exposed. You really have to push yourself out there to figure out what needs to change and what needs to be done. In a way, I'm not a glutton for punishment here, but you need a little bit of the pain. I forget which Greek philosopher it was out there. It's been attributed to a lot of different people, but pain is an excellent teacher. I think embracing that is actually the most efficient way to change. There's no shortcuts on change. And I think the moment you state that and say that, there's no shortcuts to doing big things is the moment that you realize this is going to take a lot of work and I can do it. And it's the end, right? You talk about it's what you see on the back end that keeps us going, keeps us moving forward. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Bob. Again, you're setting us up, you're teeing us up for a heck of a conversation about all the wonderful things happening within the Timely MD team and the mission you guys are on. We're going to cover all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Bob Booth, Chief Care Officer at Timely MD. Bob, you set us up perfectly on the front end. Absolutely what we covered there, doing the hard things. This is tough, right? Moving healthcare forward is tough. I don't care what anybody says. It's one of the most complex industries in our country, if not the world, yet it touches every single one of us in one way or another, whether we work in it, whether we are directly impacted by care for ourselves or our loved ones or our friends, one way or another, this industry touches all of us. So it's something that is very difficult to help solve for and innovate in, but I believe it is absolutely possible. We have some incredibly passionate and brilliant minds working on big, big problems in this space. And we're going to discuss that here today on all the wonderful work you and the Timely MD team are up to 
kind of talk about your journey as well, Bob, how you led into, you know, Timely MD now been around for about five years. You joined the team a little over a year ago. Let's talk about that journey, how it came to be. And we're going to discuss a little current state. Hey, what's happening with the Timely MD team right now? What are you guys experiencing in the marketplace? What do you see on the horizon as well? We'll pull that crystal ball off the shelf for a bit. Then, of course, we'll come back and ask how we can be helping you and the team as well. But first, Bob, give us a little bit of that journey. Historically, you were a practicing anesthesiologist, ran a big practice, then working in an academic setting as well. Give us how this all came together for you to then be perfectly positioned to be the chief care officer at Timely MD. All right. Well, thanks for that setup, Mike. I'm going to try to hopefully say something that'll encourage your listeners out there who may be looking at other people who are out there leading and thinking, how do I do that? There is no perfect path to become the perfect person for what it is that you're doing right now. And if you pull any of my pieces of my story out in segments, they may not make sense. But when I tell you in concise longitudinal format, you'll start to kind of hear where this crosses over into what we're doing right now. I'm a bit of a clinical mutt, a crossbreed of all kinds of different areas. And that circuitous route for which I traveled placed me in the exact right spot to be doing what we're doing right now. Now, before I get to that, I guess I'll just tell you a little bit about what that is. You alluded to it. I was in the anesthesia space. I'm a physician by training and in the anesthesia space for about seven years prior to moving over to Timely MD as the chief care officer. And I did a little bit of everything there. I did clinical work. I did quite a bit of regional and then a multi-state leadership around multiple hospital contracts, getting to work both on the hospital executive side as well as the perioperative space. Spent a lot of time working with leaders and helping leaders grow, specifically in the face of the burnout crisis that was going on way before the pandemic. Towards the back half, I was really fortunate to be a part of a team that helped develop as a bit of a joint venture a private company, academic joint fellowship, a perioperative medicine fellowship, in which we were looking at how to really move the needle from a quality standpoint. So think all the things we've heard out there in health economics, right? So value-based reimbursement, outcome measures, MIPS, macro, all of this. We did a partnership with some really great institutions, Duke University College of London, come up with a consortium in which we created a fellowship for anybody who wanted to learn in that area and got to spend some time as an end user in that fellowship and helping to develop it. And that was just incredibly impactful and really set me up for where I am right now. Prior to that, I actually have a master's degree in counseling psychology, did all of my practicum hours and work in a university counseling center and spent about six years in student development, significant portion of that actually in higher education. And so you start to mash all of that up together. And that's what really set me up. If you go back about a year and a half ago, unknowingly for the position that I'm in right now. So imperfect route, lots of unique experiences. And then the timing really hit to be in this perfect place. So exciting. It sounds like it is amazing when we look back historically at the journey we've taken where we are today and like, wow, I didn't think that that would lead to that. And then here we are now in perfectly positioned in a place that I just absolutely love and which obviously sounds like you are with your chief care officer position at Timely MD. Bob, of course, I want to know as well, our audience is probably curious, how did you find Timely MD? What were the conversations? Did you meet up with a friend for a beer and it led to a, hey, come join the team? What's the backstory of you joining Timely MD in the first place? 
not far off, I switched out coffee for beer. It was a Saturday morning. And I've known Luke Hale, our CEO, for a really long time and back to our college years. And we followed along and followed the journey, Luke being a co-founder, exactly what Timely MD was doing. And it, it started with a coffee where I was trying to guy Raz, how'd you build it? And I was just listening more and more and just thinking, man, this is just incredible what they've built here. And then we just started having conversations about, you know, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And I don't know who was getting free consulting from who, but in the end of it, Luke said, what would you think? What would you think about coming on board and joining us? We are really hitting a huge exponential scale opportunity. And I think your past experience of scaling high quality provider networks would really fit well. And it was like I had drunk 10 cups of coffee that morning because the entire day I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was the whole conversation, my wife, that many people experience when they tell somebody else they're close to, hey, I think I really want to do this. And it's like, oh, you're not going to do that. You're not going to make such a big change. Yet, the more we talked about it, the more we looked into what Timely MD is doing, the more it was a moment of, this is a hard thing and we have to go do this. Now, I think it's important for you to hear, what was it that Luke said, right? What was it that Timely MD is doing? Timely MD is the leading solution for virtual health and well-being for higher education. We give students access to care anytime, any place, wherever they may be. And that's serving 1.5 million students at over 250 schools. And there's no indication of that growth rate stopping anytime soon. So that clicked for me personally that everything I had been learning and experiencing around growing a high quality provider network and trying to truly do value-based care that produced population level outcomes, Timely MD was the perfect venue for doing that, right? Because We've solved for so many of those different aspects. So if you think about the quadruple aim, okay, uh, which many of your listeners are probably aware of. For those who haven't, we've adapted it just a little bit over my study and time of it. And I just say the number one thing is we have to increase access, right? That's key, all aspects, but certainly in mental health where there's been stigma in the past, our students tell us, nine out of 10 of our students tell us there's a mental health crisis on campus right now. It is the number one reason that students stop or leave their education process. We have to provide access to it. And Timely MD, we have a wait time of four minutes to connect with a mental health professional. You drop somebody into an environment that is well-staffed and in a great geographic location, and you're hoping for four minutes when you have a crisis. The other thing that was really key for us is we have to increase that quality experience. And so we're leveraging a quality on scale where we can take the data, where we can look at what we're doing and say, what's actually producing outcomes? Where do we leverage? Where do we really put that energy in? And if we have time, I'll impact some of those places as we go. And then the next thing is you have to increase the provider value. I mentioned in my past experience, I was spending a lot of time looking at burnout and well-being with physicians and mid-level providers in the anesthesia space. If we don't pay attention to what's going on in healthcare right now, there won't be a system to take care of people. And when we talk to our university partners and we're talking about what's doing, they know something that we know, and I'll share it with your audience. You can't staff your way out of this crisis right now. So it means we have to do it better. We have to do it different. And if you don't pay attention 
to the experience on the provider side, we're going to get what you'd expect out of not investing into that piece. And then you have to do all of it with the cost of care in mind, right? So if you've got an equation here, on the left side of the equation, you've got three things that say we have to increase, and that has to equal a decreased cost in care. If we don't decrease that cost of care, we can't do this in perpetuity. We can't build a sustainable model to have that population health shift that our college students deserve. So I was doing that and playing in that space over in the anesthesia world. And when Luke started telling me everything that was going on at Timely MD, mission, the impact, all those things, it just made sense to come on board and to extrapolate and leverage that model. I have about 5,000 questions that I want to answer after what you just shared. That is so inspiring. It has the wheels turning. I want to focus in though on, and thank you, Bob, for one, teeing it up, taking us behind the scenes on how you came to be and leading the charge over at Timely MD. It's always good to hear those stories of how these things came to be in the first place. Cause I know I hear that from our community a lot. It's like, how did your guests get into that amazing role in the first place? So thank you for sharing that personal story over that cup of coffee. It's amazing what you can get done over a cup of coffee. But there's two things out of that that I really want to unpack a bit. One, you know, the devil's advocate will always say, Bob, these college students, this is the time of their life. This is their prime. This is going to college. These should be the best years of their life. Is it really that big of a deal? Is there really that big of a crisis? Bob, what's your response to that? Frame it up for our community. What is the problem? How big is this crisis? How big is this issue? for our community members that are in the higher education space? What framed this problem up for us? I'll just tell you what the literature is telling us. About three-fourths of students will experience moderate to severe psychological distress at some point over that course of time. We think about, I won't say all people think this, but some people have a tendency to think you're young, this is the beginning of your life, you just made it into college, the world is your oyster, whatever metaphor you want to use, we're going to go out and all that's left is to just conquer. And what we're missing is that many students are showing up on campus with the diagnosis already. And that's what puts the exclamation point on the fact that we can't put them into a system that's hard to navigate. We can't put them into a system where access is a challenge. We have to develop an ecosystem of care. And we partner with universities in doing this. We serve as their virtual extension for the efforts that they're already trying to do. You have to have layers of care so that we don't miss somebody. We had a student back in the fall that showed up on campus, and my crisis response team got involved really early on in this particular scenario because it became clear that the student had had a suicide attempt weeks before showing up on campus. We can't miss on that student, right? We need to be ready to go on day one when that student's there So that throughout that entire experience, no matter what's going on, and believe me, a lot of students do great. They're incredibly resilient. Oftentimes, it's just needing a little bit of that nudge and a little bit of that help. And we have to be there for them as soon as they're ready for that. I appreciate that. And you nailed exactly where I was hoping you were going to answer. So thank you for sharing that, Bob. And then, of course, the other big question I have for you, and you kind of alluded to it in regards to being that virtual extension for the health system. So let's talk the business side of Timely MD. How does that look? How does that frame up? It sounds like you go in partnership with the academic institution, but then on the side of the equation for the student, what are they seeing with their experience? Is this, you know, so if I'm here in Colorado, so Sam University of Colorado Boulder student, is it an application? Is it a technology that's branded CU Boulder or is it in partnership with Timely MD? 
Give us the experience both on what does it look like for TimelyMD to partner with the institution, and then two, for the end user, the students themselves, what are they seeing? What are they experiencing? Sure. And without getting overly technical and into details, because we could definitely do a whole separate show on this, we partner directly with the school and they purchase services for their entire eligible population. And so what that ends up doing is the school, in effect, is leveraging their purchasing power to offer something really amazing for their students. So for the student, the student is getting zero cost to them care, which is that piece of lowering the barrier for the student to come. Obviously, there is a cost to care, and that's why we have to be really mindful about the way that we navigate this and doing it efficiently. But we do that in partnership between the school and between Timely MD. When they do that, students get access to our application, our platform called Timely Care. Probably half of the students will use web-based format. The other half are going to pick up a smartphone to interface and they'll cross over, right? So these are digital natives. This is not a phone. This is just like that extra three inches past their hand that they always have a part of them. So it becomes seamless for them. Students that go to one of the 250 schools that have timely care just have immediate access. And it's in a lot of the places that they live and work too. So we know that many students use LMS or learning management systems, the ones that you would think of that are most popular would be Canvas and Blackboard. This is kind of like the whole ecosystem of their education experience. It's the one-stop shop. We're embedded right in that. They're able to access right through uh, Canvas, right through Blackboard. They have that app that they can download, Apple Store, Android, whatever they need to be able to get on and access so that they have it at all times. But we do everything we can to make it accessible in so many ways. We even have a peer community, which was really the product of listening to what our students want. Sometimes students need to talk to other peers, almost as if it's a tryout. I know something's not right. I don't know if I'm ready to admit or say or go through the process of getting connected to a professional, but able to try that on in an anonymous community first. So students have access to the peer community as well, too. And it's been wildly successful. We're finding that many students jump in on both sides of the conversation, talking about what they need and then also jumping in and supporting each other. It's one of the more encouraging things to see is that that acceleration of students giving support to each other, but also just that kind of that beginning of getting to a more formal care when students need that. Absolutely love it. Thank you for kind of mapping it out on what that looks like on the ground for those institutions leveraging the platform. So thanks for that, Bob. Of course, we can always be talking about the technology or the companies that uh, we're building because we're in it day to day and how amazing it is, right? But of course, it really doesn't matter what we think at the end of the day. It's the end users and what they think. I got to imagine as a chief care officer, Bob, you've probably heard some extraordinary stories. What's some of that feedback you have received from students out there of what this technology meant for them and and this platform meant for their own health? Yeah, I'm going to give you the macro and I'll give you some micro. The macro is we survey every student after they've had a session with us and ask them how we did. We had a huge response. We have 45,000 responses in 2022. We asked students to rate what their experience was like with their provider, 4.93 out of 5. I'm so proud of that for the team. You know, if you're looking at this online and you're looking at stars and they're filled out, it's like just that tip of the right side of that fifth star might have a little white in it. You almost can't even see it, right? And so how do we do that? How do we get to that? We have a dedicated team that goes in and looks at every score of a three 
we look at neutrals and we call the students, we seek their feedback, we're constantly innovating. And that's the other thing I would tell anybody out there that is building something, that's innovating, that's trying to do something different. Don't be afraid to listen to what your customers are telling you. And it may hurt if they're telling you that your baby is ugly, but really none of them are telling you that your baby's ugly. They may just say it's short and you just need a little time. Maybe you maybe need to, you know, feed something a little bit better. You need to do something there. So I think I would really encourage people to do that. But what does that produce when you have that kind of culture where you're so passionate about quality? That's where you get those micro stories. And we're a virtual company, but our team actually goes on campus too as well. Anytime we start a new contract and then at different touch points through, we help with marketing, we help drive engagement. It's really important for us. Students actually use this because we believe it's a powerful tool. And that's where a lot of our feedback comes is in those individual conversations. And here are the things that you hear. You saved my life. I mean, we've really had people say, this saved my life. We've had students at graduation tell mentors, tell faculty, tell staff, they wouldn't have been able to do it without the support. That's incredibly powerful to know that we have that ability to enter into somebody's life at a time that is so pivotal but it's also so malleable. You help somebody reach their goals, it has generational impact. It touches everybody that knows that person. It touches the whole community. It's just so powerful to be honestly afforded that ability, that trust from parents, from students, from faculty and staff to partner with Timely Care so that we can help students reach those goals. It's pretty powerful. Must feel like quite an honor and a privilege. It's powerful examples, Bob. So Thank you for sharing that because that, at the end of the day, is what matters most. And you're 100% spot on. I couldn't agree with you more. You mentioned get out there and seek the feedback because you cannot build in a vacuum. You cannot go and try to create technology that you think is going to make an impact. You have to go and talk to the end user. So you're spot on. So thanks for that little tidbit of advice and sharing kind of how you guys view the world in regards to feedback. It's incredibly important, especially for our innovators to make sure that make that their daily practice as well. Well, with that, Bob, let's go ahead. Let's grab the crystal ball off the proverbial shelf over here in the podcast studio. Let's take a peek inside it. want to ask you, you know, this, obviously you and the team, incredibly passionate of this space. You guys are leaders in this space and it's a space that's changing and changing rapidly, right? Higher education is under great change. We know that. Let's shy away from it. It is what it is. A lot of things happening in that space. Where do you and the team see higher education, mental and behavioral health and well-being for the students? Where is this all going in the next two to three, three to five years? A lot has changed since the pandemic and things are continuing to change, as you know. And then, of course, in that, Bob, where is Timely MD going to be in the next two to three, three to five years as well? We've got to move away from a sick care ecosystem. We can't wait until people are so sick that they have to be in the hospital. We can't wait till somebody's having a mental health crisis to get them connected to professional. We've got to think about this from a population health standpoint. We got to think about subclinical mental health. So, how do we just support people when they're stressed? How do we support people when they have normal relationship tensions? And you know my niche. Like, how do we empower college students to own their health, to own their own wellness? I've mentioned this earlier with you. We can't staff our way out of this, which means we have to literally leverage every single opportunity we can, which means empowering the students themselves to take good care of themselves, to take good care of their peers. When you fast forward and look at what we're building today to be ready for that tomorrow, that is what our peer community is built to do. It's built to lower that sense of inertia to getting care. 
so that people can begin to talk about their mental health before it boils over to the point that they don't even know what to say, that they don't know how to respond. It's about having student-centric digital content that allows them to be educated about themselves. We just released our care journeys, which are incredibly sleek, wow-type videos and sliders and allowing students to find out more about how to take care of themselves in a way that they like to learn in sliders, in short snippets that tells a little bit about what's going on, short assessments for them to learn how to check in, to be aware of those symptoms. To me, that's how you really move that needle, going back to that value-based, quadruple aim, healthcare economic standpoint. If we really want to improve our sick care system, we have to help people avoid it. We have to help people take care of each other on the front end. So that's the future. That's what we're building towards right now. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that, Bob. Of course, we'll throw the crystal ball back on the shelf. We'll bring it back to current state, right? We got to continue to innovate today as we work towards tomorrow as well. So with that, of course, while you guys are on that journey, our community loves, loves, loves to help out our amazing guests just like yourself. So what's one problem, need, or question that you have that the community rallied around this podcast can be helping you with? Uh, Just talk about this. We just need awareness. I'm thinking of the breadth and depth of your audience that's listening to this right now. And I know there's some people on this listen to this right now, who have college age or soon to be college age students, you need to be asking what support is out there and partnering and driving this conversation that our students need more than a piece of paper at the end, right? They need that support. We need layers of care. And so I think that's a huge piece. If you're in a position or you're near a position of a decision maker at a college or a university, talk to us. This is one of those things where you can make a decision to have an incredible impact on your student population that the return on investment far exceeds other ways that you could deploy that because we are leveraging scale. We're leveraging innovation and technology to really have an exponential impact in student populations. And we'd love to talk to you about it. So I think this is about having those conversations. Excellent. We'll have those conversations. Bob, how do they get a hold of you? Contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise. How do they track you down? There are so many ways to get a hold of us. So our website is timely.md. Obviously, you're going to find us in all the places that companies are found, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Timely Care on Instagram. I will share my email. I'm just bob.booth at timelymd. Anybody that wants to know more or learn more, I'm more than happy to talk about it or get you connected with somebody who can help. Easy enough. And for our community, just scroll on down to the episode notes, find those contact points for Dr. Booth and the Timely MD team. You can head over to our free global online community as well over at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Bob's episode where they'll have all those contact points and a place to leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise for Bob and the team, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Bob, I can tell you right now, Uh, something incredibly exciting and something very important and needed in our communities right now. We could be talking for hours on end. I'm wildly passionate about mental and behavioral health and demystifying it for our communities across this nation. We've done a lot of episodes that are serving and and centering in on these exact topics. So trust me, I could be here for hours on end chatting about TimelyMD with you, but we're going to get you back to your team so you can keep causing all the good troubles as you and the team continue to move TimelyMD forward. But before we get out of here, I have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because how we help somebody with their mental health has a profound impact, not just on them, but every person around them. That's what wakes me up in the morning is knowing that I get to work with a team of people who are out there trying to do hard things. 
who are out there building and creating an ecosystem that we would all be proud to refer any of our family members to. That's what I'm passionate about. Love it. And I love how you brought very front end back to the back end here doing hard things. This is so important. These challenges in our communities across the nation and beyond, they can be solved for. And leaders like you and the team at TimeLamD are getting after it and taking the lead to get exactly that done in our communities that are so desperately in need of it. So thank you to the entire team for all of your work over in the TimeLamD camp. For now, Bob, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing your journey and all the great work happening with TimeLamD. Again, Bob, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.